Well, hello, everybody. This is Pastor Paul from Jacobswell Church, and we have a very special podcast. I'm here live with my, not live, but podcasting with my friend, my brother, my fellow pastor, James Watley from Peace Church. And we have a very special uh, conversation with Brooke Caldor, and you're going to find out more about her. And this is going to be a great resource for everybody who's got family and everybody who's just trying to figure out some new normal, particularly with kids and anxiety. And so uh, we're glad that you're listening. Thanks, Paul. It's always great to have an opportunity to encourage and speak to families and share not only our hope in Christ, but along with that, to share Jesus and just the way that he gives uh, encouragement, particularly encouragement to kids and families in this season. So we're here today with Brooke Calder, as Pastor Paul mentioned. Brooke, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. Awesome, and thanks for joining us today. Could you talk just a little bit about your background and what you do for a living? Yeah, I'm a school counselor. Um, I worked as an intermediate school and middle school counselor for the school district of Altoona for the past 11 years. I have a, pat- a bachelor's degree in psychology from UW-Lacrosse and a master's degree um, in school counseling from uw South. Thanks for sharing that, Brooke. This last week, I know, was filled um, with all kinds of things, and certainly it was an intense week, to say the least, for educators and counselors and parents. And so the message went out that schools were going to be canceled. As a counselor, what are some of the things that were going through your mind? Well, initially, I didn't realize the gravity of it all. Um, I honestly figured it would Mm -hmm. be a short-term thing over break, and maybe that's my own coping skills, trying to look at the best-case scenario. (laughs) Um, When it did sink in, though, that this possibly could be an extended period of time, um, I worried about everyone. Just because I teach coping skills and skills for dealing with anxiety um, doesn't mean I always do that well myself. Um, I tend to worry a lot about others, which is probably the reason I went into the field of counseling. Right. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I, I worried about the kids who would be in homes that weren't as safe as sure. their school yeah. homes. Um, yeah, for some of our students, school truly is the safest place. They're loved, fed, and protected there. Um and I knew our community, though, would step up and make sure their basic needs were met. I mm. never doubted that. So yeah. that alone gave me hope. Yeah. Um, I immediately received emails from staff members and community members saying, how can I help? Can I drop off meals to families? Would you put me on a list of people to help? Yeah. Um, one mom dropped off Target gift cards and told me to give them to families that would be needing those things during this time. Super cool. Um, it really was amazing when you stopped and look around at all the good that's happening around us right now. And yeah. I feel like people really stepped up to the plate. Can we just stop there for a minute? Because I just want to reinforce that. I mean, I know you and James and I talked about it. I'm overwhelmed by the goodwill, mm-hmm. the good behavior. We live in an incredible community, don't we? Just great oh, people. Absolutely doing awesome stuff. Thank you for leading that charge. Go, go ahead. Keep, you can keep going. I just, I'm, I'm blown away by that. So. Yeah, I think that's honestly what gives me the most hope right now. Because that's right. Just my hope in God, but I think yep. then just the amazing power of people really is awesome to witness. Mm. Absolutely. And um, it's so affirming to, to live in the valley where uh, I think people really are the hands and feet of Jesus in a lot of ways because yep. they just step up yep. and ask, hey, how can I help? What do you need? And what else can I do? Yeah, I sent an email out to my neighborhood this morning. We have a neighborhood association. Just said, hey, you know, if anybody needs any help, I'm going to be using my chainsaw to clean up some fallen trees or 
some of the elderly in the neighborhood, you know, do you need help? Or, and I just actually said at the end, hey, you know, we live in a great community. I'm praying. Millions of people are praying who weren't praying, but they're praying right now. So can we pray for anybody? And, and mm. just to my neighborhood and got a lot of positive response. And we got some elderly and we just said, hey, anybody need shopping? And, and there's so much of that going on. It's, it's very, very encouraging. That, that in itself is a great coping skill, right? Just staying positive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Brooke, you talked about helping kids cope and coping skills. I, I assume some of us know this, but, but what is coping? Um, coping is the way we deal with things. Um, it's an action or an effort made to solve a problem in order mm. to minimize or tolerate stress and conflict. Mm. And I guess just along with that, what what are coping skills? What are some of the things that um, we can do and that you share with kids and adults? Yeah, so um, coping skills are a set of tools or techniques that we use to help us deal with adverse situations, such as this, um, and in turn decrease stress. Um, when things become overwhelming or we experience feelings that are distressing, we must engage these set of skills to help us be more resilient and move beyond the situation. Um, everyone has their own unique set of skills, and people respond differently to each situation. So my job, in essence, is really to teach kids a wide variety of coping skills and hope that they find things that work for them specifically. Hmm. That's fabulous. So, um, um, you know, we've got a question here. If I'm a parent, what are some of the things that I should look for in my kids regarding how well they're coping? So just evaluating, hey, is my kid okay? I think a lot of parents are probably trying to figure out, you know, is my kid okay? What, what should you look for? Yeah, well, as parents, it's our job to ensure that our children are safe, secure, and cared for. Um, the best way to ensure that children are cared for is just to regularly check in on their emotional well-being. Hmm. Children who are coping or responding well um, in these situations typically have little or no disruption in their daily lives, hmm. um, although all of our daily lives are disrupted <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. yep. <laughs> but how are they handling the new activities set before them? Yeah. Um, children who are not coping well, they'll typically experience like major disruptions in sleeping, eating, yeah. emotional regulation, ability to follow directions and complete tasks. Yeah, because it's, um, it's more than just saying, how are you doing? Because my kids, when I say that, fine, whatever. You know, whenever they feel oh, like I shifted absolutely. into dad Especially mode. Especially if you ask a middle mm, schooler. Yes. Yeah, if you just ask a middle school kid, you're not going to get a lot of information. Yes. Um, one way we always tell parents is to look at the four L's of life, um, your child's ability to live, laugh, love, and learn, mm. um, and see how those things are impacted. Yeah. So rather than maybe just asking the question, how are you doing? Yeah. Just think of those four L's and, and look at how your children are, are coping each day. So what, what, should, what should we do if we, hit, we sense that maybe my kid's not doing well, so they're not laughing, maybe they're withdrawing, maybe they're, you know, acting out, or they're getting angry about stuff, and it just doesn't really make sense why they're getting so angry, and maybe they're transferring some stress there. I mean, what should we start, what should we do? Yeah, well, one of the ways is to give your kids um, different coping skills. Yeah. Um, but first and foremost, you have to develop those coping skills yourself. It's hard to help your kids if you yourself aren't calm. Wow, that's um, right, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I tell myself that every day. I mean, just with my job, too, if I don't take care of myself, I'm I'm really not able to care for others. So first and foremost, let's tell parents to um, 
you know, just give yourself some grace. And we're all yep. new at this right now, For this sure. new way of living and um, just kind of figuring out how to keep yourself calm um, so you're best able to help your kids. Yeah. I really like now that. Now I realize I'm asking people to homeschool their kids and be calm. <laughs> <It's really hard. laughs> I saw this, uh, this meme on Facebook where, uh, uh the, they said this parent had a, on the back of their car, you know, my student was elementary student of the week. And they said, you know, across the driveway, I saw that parent scraping it off their car. <laughs> now that I'm, uh, I'm homeschooling them. So, um, but, but you're right. It's, it's a new reality we're moving into and giving ourselves grace is huge. And I just like how you, uh, you redirect us adults to say, okay, what are the things that you do to stay calm and connected with your family and to follow those four L's? You know, is it, are you incorporating daily prayer into your life? Or, you know, you're reading scripture, are you getting some exercise, are you eating well, are you spending time with your family? So um, you're right, there are a lot of specific things to do that we all use, I think, already to help cope and just being aware of those now as reality changes is huge. Well, and giving yourself permission to be a little stressed out to have some anxiety mm. I mean, we're all we can do is deal with today i mean when you talk about we can't plan next week with any high degree of certainty so just to say centered today i mean what other advice would you give let's just start with parents taking care of themselves i, I remember there's a principle when i when we, we used to be in a boy scout troop together brooke our, our kids anyway one of the first principles they teach you as a leader is set your own tent up first you know get your stuff together and you know then you can help the boys more efficiently when you're managing yourself well. So what advice would you give? Yeah, I think right now kids are looking at us to see how we respond um, to all the new situations. And I think, like you said, giving ourselves grace, it's okay that we are stressed sometimes and we are worried sometimes and we are angry. And, I, and it's okay to tell kids all those feelings are yeah. normal. Um, it's okay to feel those ways. Um, but how do, what do we do then? Like, how do we, we deal with it? And there's Mm. just so many lessons I think that kids can learn by watching us. I think grace truly is one of them. I look at, um, all the new, just the new things that are put in place right now, as far as education. Um, I, I see for educators, it's all, it feels like a huge responsibility because, Teachers in general are rule followers, and right now we're not really sure what the rules are. (laughs) Um, You know, how much is too much? And do we introduce new skills to kids? Do we um, review old topics? Um, And parents, too. You know, so many of us are new to having to teach our kids. And and now is not a time to be judging others because we're all going to do things differently. We have some kids who love online schooling. Yep. Um, and they want more. We have other kids who are simply not online learners. Yep. Um, we have kids who are getting a great amount of support right now at home and parents who are supplementing lessons and going above and beyond. And we have other parents who are just struggling, worried about not having an income. And so yeah. homeschooling their child right now is the last thing on their mind. Yep. Um, so I think we need to be careful and not judge each other. It just We need to show our kids that we can give each other grace yep. and um and that we really teach our kids great lessons of how we deal with all these new things. Yeah. You know, we also have teachers. We have teachers who are doing fabulous lessons, and then we have, you know, a teacher that is trying to parent her own kids at yep. home, and so coming up with fabulous, fabulous lessons to put online is nearly impossible. Yeah. Yeah, Brooke, I think 
that's really huge. This is a great opportunity for us to learn and experience what it's like to live graciously, right? You know, to um, to let some things go, to, to step back. Um, yeah, you know, I think that just doing that is such a healthy thing, uh, particularly as the world's rapidly changing. Um, yeah, I was just wondering, do you have any... How do you kind of see it as you're thinking about it, that, that parents could just step back for a minute or teachers for a minute and kind of embrace grace? What, what is it, do you have any ideas of what that might look like in the midst of a busy situation or stressful situation? Yeah, I think just reminding kids um, to be flexible, um, maybe just talking about empathy and, and how different families and different people are, are kind of walking through this differently. Um, immediately when we found out we were only having two more days of school, I had the challenge of trying to figure out how to teach 10 different classrooms. Um, <laughs> that usually takes me a week to do. Yeah. Um, and that was the lesson that I did was, was really on empathy. And, and I do a lesson every year where I um, have different pairs of shoes and I give a paragraph basically about each set of shoes wow. um, and who that person is. So for this particular lesson, I brought in two different pair of shoes. I told the kids one pair of shoes was my grandma's and the other pair of shoes was um, that of a nurse or a healthcare worker. Wow. And I asked, asked the kids, put yourself in these people's shoes. You know, what is empathy and how might they be feeling? And, you know, kids come up with the best things. They, you know, they said things like they're stressed, they're frustrated, they're worried, tired, um, but they also said things like nurses might be really proud that they have such an important job. And mm. your grandma might be really happy to see so many people doing so many things for her. And that kids are staying home from school and washing their hands more than they ever have. Right. And, and, you know, it's great to teach your kid about empathy. And it's great to say, well, now what can you do to help that person? Wow. Is that, um, is that lesson online somewhere where people get a hold of it? That sounds <laughs> no, awesome. kind of made it up on a Sunday night. Oh, there you go. Wow. Man, that is fabulous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was super fun. The kids were really engaged. And um, I think it, it also made them put themselves in the shoes of others because when you tell a group of kids that schools are closing, kids, most kids, immediately think of their own world. Um, yes. You could say that of a five-year-old, and you can say that of a 19-year-old. Or a 30-year-old. They feel like the world in mm. some ways yeah. revolves around them. And so that's scary for a kid, too, to think, are schools closing because people are so worried about me right now? Mm. Um, and I, we needed to get the message out there that this wasn't necessarily about them, no. that it was about others. Yeah, um, it yep. was about the healthcare workers and and I use the graphic of flattening the curve. And, yes. Um, Pastor Paul, you'll be really happy to know when I shared that with my classes, many yeah. students said, hey, our pastor showed that at church last hey, weekend. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You had lots of students who were listening. And I just think to get out the right information was, was yeah. valuable. And, and we can do that with our kids right now, too, is making sure they they're getting the right information. Yeah, and one of them. Um, and to be educated about the whys. Well, and, and finding that balance, right, between saying, hey, this is a serious situation. We're all taking it seriously. We're doing the different things. Kind of a big deal. But but in general, we're safe. You know, that, that um, you know, we're, we're in a place where we have family and we have friends and we're working together as a community. 
And at this moment in this place, we can trust God, we can trust each other. And, and again, this is a serious situation, but, but, you know, listen to the, the anxieties and the fears, but then not living them, not parking mm. them. It's just, a. Uh, that was my message this last weekend that it's, a, it's not reasonable to tell people to, to not be afraid, but we don't have to live in a constant state of anxiety. We can, we can cope with our fear, right? Right. And there's all kinds of ways to do that. So that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. I like to. Well, and about, I think you said it best. It, you know, really right now is about balance. It's about yes. balancing, um, you know, the time for fun and the time to get some work done and yep. the time to worry and then the time to give up your worries and pray. And and the other part, as far as balance goes, is um, the lessons that I was supposed to teach in the month month of March. Yep. Um, was internet safety, and it just is interesting to me before I even <laughs> was able to get to those lessons. We, um, schools and adults, literally put devices in the kids of, in the hands of lots of kids. Yes. Um, and there's balance with that, too. Yes, yes, uh, You yes. know, we, we have kids now who are online a ton, and, and I think, you know, we have to be really diligent as parents to monitor that more than ever. Absolutely. Um, and are they becoming consumed with, reading and watching things of the coronavirus and, yep. and having that, you know, instill even greater fear. So I think you really have to find balance on how much they're watching. And yeah. in my, the kids asked when I was done teaching my lessons, if I was going to give them work to do at home. Um, and I said that for me, my, my work was to be the good yeah. um, and focus on the good. Yeah. And so if they can, wow be online and yet find maybe all the great things that are happening because when when i look on the news i truly see some wonderful things happening too you see neighborhoods doing some awesome things for the kids in their neighborhood you notice great things being done for elderly community and people protecting our healthcare workers and so i just ask the kids to you know look for the good stories out there absolutely i think it's a great way you just redirected the focus there, Brooke, to point out a couple things, like look to the facts, you know, reliable sources. Yep. And then Paul pointing out as well, be aware of what's going on and what's not. Um, because there are some things that are changing, but not everything's changed. Right. You know, for many of us, our, our families are intact. Certainly um, our God is still present, still loves us. He's unchanging. And then really to look for the good and to look for the people that are helping in all of this, I think that just, it lifts the spirits. And I think that's important, uh, not only for me, but also for kids as well, to know that there's hope and encouragement. Absolutely. The storm. Absolutely. You know, um, so, so Brooke, if there were like um, just some advice, some specific maybe coping, just encouragement you could give to the parent at home who's listening to this podcast and, um, you know, what, what would you say to that? What would you say to them? I would tell parents, you're doing the best you can. Yeah. Um, I I was blessed to stay home with my kids um, for the first eight to ten years of their lives, and um, that that was hard. Um, and I wasn't, you know, trying to get lessons done and all those things too. So I would just say we're all doing the best the best we can. And I think there's just some wonderful things we can get out of this time together too. I mean, for some people have we ever taken the time to sit down and pray together as a family and having more meals together than ever go for a walk and all these things that we probably have gotten away from. And 
so I think to just really focus on the blessings that um, are kind of set in our path right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. I think that's huge, Brooke. I really appreciate you sharing that. You know, when sometimes I think in our faith, one of the things that can get in the way is we can say, well, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to, you know, spend time praying with others or too busy to read the scriptures as much as I should. And um, now we really have in some ways been given a gift of time uh, to be with our families and be present yeah. in the ways you've talked about. So there is opportunity there. Hey, I wanted to, to ask you as well, Brooke, uh, uh, sort of related, sort of unrelated. Uh, you started an FCA group at Altoona. Uh, could you tell us a little about that? Oh, yeah. It has been, this is really, this is truly all in God's timing. Um, he certainly had a plan for Altoona Middle School, and his timing could not have been better. Hmm. Um, interestingly enough, last year, one of our seventh graders had to write a persuasive letter to her English teacher, um, actually Ava Gunderson, who attends Jacobs Well. Yes, yes. She wrote a letter to me about why we should have middle school at FCA. Um, for whatever reason, it was probably last spring, and I kept putting it off, and this year it was kind of on my heart again. Um and Mike Prazier from Peace Church had gifted a table um, to my husband and I for the FCA banquet this past mm. winter. Um, and I decided this would help get things started, so I invited seven students to attend that banquet with me, and we prayed about cool. getting FCA started. And so about a matter of a month, we um, started to get things going. These kids were really on fire, and they weren't going to let it die down. So I had a great group of kids who just have a heart for Jesus and wanted to make sure we did this. Um, we had our first meeting the week before um, the devastating news regarding our school superintendent rocked our school. Mm-hmm. Um, and our first meeting, we had a fairly small amount of kids. And then the news broke that Thursday. Um, and we had our biggest attendance ever that next Monday morning. Wow. wow. So mm. what is particularly amazing to me about that meeting was I had told a few staff members that if they'd like to join the students at the end of their meeting, in prayer, um, they could join us. And I'd only told a couple people that morning. I thought about it. I said a quick prayer myself on my way into work that day, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to just tell a few people that, you know, if you'd like to join me in praying for these kids, that would be great. Um, the meeting with the kids lasted 30 minutes, and when within that time, word spread so quickly through the school that when I opened my door for prayer time, there was literally a line of staff members. Wow. Um, waiting to come in and pray around these students. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and honestly, it was one of the most impactful moments for me. And mm. it was just, we were experiencing our own time of darkness, and there's just such light in that moment. And for these students to just see the love and support of fellow Christians who circled around them and lifted them in prayer, it just was, it was really powerful, and it mm. was just as powerful for staff members. I had many of them reach out and say, you know, I'm struggling with my own grief about the situation right now. And just yeah. to come together with my coworkers yeah. was powerful. Yeah. Um, so really just God's timing and FCA was just amazing because then you fast forward just a few short weeks and now we're hit with, you know, mm. this pandemic and yeah. the kids gathered again and we prayed and we talked about how to handle unexpected change and how God has a plan for all of us. Um, so many lessons. I mean, there's so many lessons to be learned through this. And I, I tried to make the last FCA meeting uplifting. Um, as my goal was really to have these students go out and continue to shine a light, 
um, to not lean on their own understanding, but to lean on their faith. And mm. our message that week was love your neighbor and shine a light for others. And as the kids left, one student said, can we have a Google Classroom for FCA while school's out? <laughs> and I kind of laughed because I thought there's no way these kids are going to want to join yet another Google Classroom while they're at home. Um, and then I realized this group, they really wanted to stay connected yep. and to lift one another up in prayer and yep. share faith journeys. And so for me, that's just been a wonderful thing through this time at home, too, is that I can stay connected to these kids. And yep. They share Bible verses, and they share what they're doing, and it's it's just amazing to witness. You know, as I hear that, I'm really struck by just this this truth that a lot of times we feel, particularly with our kids in middle school, high school, that we don't have a lot of influence with them. But the truth is when stuff like this happens, they look to us. They, they look at how we're handling it, and they're looking for someone to, in essence, tell them, you know, it's going to be all right, and we're going to get through this, and this is a real situation, and we feel some real things about it. And they won't, you know, adults who won't tell them how to feel or what they shouldn't even necessarily think, but just help them find perspective. You know, so many people are worried about a kid being traumatized by this. I think that this is an opportunity for our kids to become, you know, courageous and faith-filled and, mm. and encouraged. And thank you, Brooke, for being on the front line with that. So, hey, James, you want to have a prayer for Brooke and just for all the teachers, particularly, and the families out there? And, and uh, yeah. Then we can wrap her up. Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this time together. And just lift Brooke up to you and all the other counselors and uh, principals and school professionals in many and various areas. Uh, Lord, you know that they have such a heart for kids. And so I pray that you would uh, continue to bless them as uh, the way that they're caring and uh, educating has radically changed over the last week, to say the least. And so, Lord, I pray for just continued wisdom and insight for them that they could uh, just continue to be that light in a challenging time. I pray for students and parents in this season, Lord. Uh, you're good and gracious. And uh, just as Brooke reminded us, we uh, we have a, an incredible opportunity to, to bless and encourage now and always. And so, Lord, I pray that you lead uh, through all of this. And thank you for this time together today. I pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brooke, Brooke, you got any last thoughts before we go? No, I think I'm, believe it or not, I'm out of words. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you to everybody who's listening, particularly your teachers, um, parents. Hey, we're going to get through this together. God is good. God is with us. And um, we are not alone. So be encouraged. um, And uh, we'll talk with you next time. And God bless you.